Hey, this is Chaz, and welcome to my world from my living room. And today I want to share about my new chapter in love. I also want to share the unbelievable story of how I met my wife, the balancing act of juggling career and parenthood, navigating a blended family dynamic, and marriage after 40. So sit back, relax, and welcome to my world from my living room. Hey, this is Chaz, and welcome to my living room. So, this episode is really, really fun because it's the moment I met my wife. Yeah! <laughs> so I want to start at a place that we all know oh too well, and that was the pandemic. So now the pandemic had many messages for different people, and... There were people who lost loved ones. There were people who lost their lives themselves. People lost jobs. People lost a lot of different things. People lost their sanity. There was a lot going on that I felt that was really, really testing all of us as the world. I'm not even saying it was an American thing. It was a world thing. And what ended up happening is that we've all learned different lessons and we've had different things come out of it. Now. One thing that came out of the pandemic for myself was the opportunity to meet my wife. Now, if I can tell a story, because everyone wants to know the story. How did you meet your wife? Well, first, I'm gonna preface this for anyone out there that's still not married or found that special someone or your life partner, and you're in your 40s, I hope that this will be able to encourage and empower you. So. My story goes this way. I had a friend of mine who's an amazing photographer. It actually was kind of the catalyst to actually getting me into my photography life. He invited me out one night. This is just after the pandemic when people were starting to defrost and you know people were starting to get out and about. Well, my particular situation, I, I got back on the dating apps and I was swiping and doing all the things, but there was one time I was just tired. I had gone on a spree, to say the least, uh, for a couple of months. And I found myself on my couch one Saturday night. Now, I'm probably watching TV, watching whatever. Um, it's about 7.30, 8 o'clock, somewhere around there, because I'm not, if, if it breaks past a certain <laughs> time frame, I'm sure you all know how it feels. If it goes past a certain time, you putting on pajamas and you just taking that L for the night. Now, I didn't want to go out anyway because I've been going on a lot of dates and I've been out a lot. So needless to say, this was the one Saturday that I'm like, I'm staying home. Yes. Well, my friend needed a wingman on a Saturday night and it was raining. Who goes out under these conditions? And I'm like, dude, ain't no way in the world you peeling me off of this couch for tonight. Like I'm in, I'm, I'm in for the night. He's like, man, come on, man. I really, really need you. I need a wingman. I want to go to this spot. And uh, it was a really happening spot, but it was raining. And if you couldn't get in said spot, you're standing in the rain. And me not wanting to go in the first place, I'm like, dude. So long story short, I ended up going. We wait in the rain, as I mentioned before, and we finally get in. So I'm there haphazardly all to say, and 
I'm just sitting there essentially twiddling my thumbs, watching my guy, you know, do his thing, Mac, find a girl, all this sort of stuff. So there were these two girls. Now keep in mind, this bar that we were at is, you know, primarily it's the grown and sexy black folks. So there were two white girls that were waiting at the door and essentially like, hey, not asking me, but asking the, the, the bouncer, can we get in? And he was like, oh, we're at capacity. We're not letting anybody else in, this, that, and the third. So I'm like, oh, well, ain't nothing I could do. But I was like, I'm bored. If I'm gonna be out, I may as well make the most of it. So I say, hey, they're with me. And so the girls came in and they were so grateful. They were like, oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you so much, we appreciate it. Um, can we get you a drink? I'm like, I'm really not drinking much, but you know, I'll take you up on a drink. Sure, I'll have what you're having type situation. So I'm waiting there, the bar is like five people deep. And as I'm waiting, I get a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and I have to look down because it was, you know, another young lady. She looks up at me, the whole thing. And she was like, hey, so are we hanging out or what? <laughs> like. There was no warm-up to that interaction. I'm gonna tell you that right now. There was no warm-up to that. And at this time, I'm sitting here waiting on a drink that these girls that I recently let in, I'm waiting on a drink. So I tap her on the shoulder <laughs> and I go, could you get her a drink too? <laughs> so they ended up getting her a drink. That her was my wife and the rest was history. So within moments after that drink, me and my now wife, Amanda, we ended up leaving and uh, kind of, you know, in the movies, like, hey, want to get out of here type scenario. And man, I tell you what, I did not know that this night would bring that for me. If I had stayed on the couch, I could have missed this opportunity. This was one of those New York type moments, right? So as we talked the next day, me and Amanda, we're talking, and aside from the initial interaction, you know, the night that we had, there was a level of depth that we found common ground on. And that was that we're both from the South. She's from Mississippi, I'm from Virginia. But I moved here from Nashville, Tennessee, as I, you know, I mentioned before. But as this happened, I'm like, yo, what would have seemed to have been a an interaction that was superficial and it was like a bar scenario and you can kind of look at it as a stereotypical thing but what we found in each other was amazing so this was in october now we're coming up on the holiday season which is usually the danger zone if you're dating and you're like okay i need to cut bait with whoever i don't want to buy a gift for or i need to shack up with somebody I want to get, you know, it's, it's usually one of those two dynamics, right? It was late October and we had been talking for like a week or so at this time. And then she was like, Hey, I don't know what you're doing for Christmas, but me and my family, we usually get together and this, that, and the third and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she goes, you're more than welcome to come because she knew my situation. She knew that I had my son half the time and she knew I was by myself 
at the time. So I said, sure, I'm game. And I said, I'll one-up you on that and invite you to Thanksgiving <laughs> before Christmas so you can meet my family. Within a month's time, we introduced each other's prospective families to each other, you know, to each other, which was a huge sign because I had never done that, especially so quickly. So I went to her family's place. They loved me. My family loved her. It was just like, after a month? What? So Christmas happens. I go down there. They love me. I love them. They play games. I love playing games. You know, we're talking the games like, you know, Taboo. We're talking uh, Phase 10. We're talking about all these fun, family, loud, boisterous games where you really get to know everybody. Um, so we had a great time. And then in my mind, after that trip, after, I, after the holidays had, had subsided, I was like, oh my God, she's gonna be my wife. So at this time, I'm now in planning mode. How is this gonna happen? First of all, I never thought I'd get married. I'm in my mid forties. And <laughs> I'm like, if I ain't done it by now, I ain't gonna do it. But I knew that she was the one. So I'm sitting here making plans. I talked to one of my friends who is a jewelry designer. I had her ring made, um, designed it from the ground up. So now the time is ticking because Easter is also huge for her family. And I'm like, that would have been six months away from, you know. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, if I'm gonna do it, I gotta do it there. Because I want it to have meaning because I know how close she is to her family. So long story short, I get the ring made, we go down to Mississippi. And what I was gonna do, I was trying to do it really, really clever. And my plan was to use the game Heads Up the flip-up game, y'all know it. Y'all played it when y'all bored and different parts of your life. So you can actually make your own, your own deck. So what I was gonna do, I had these strategic words that are really easy layup words that she'll guess easily. And then, you know, I was gonna have this whole climatic moment where, you know, the last thing, the, the word was gonna be propose. And then I was gonna get on a knee and I was gonna propose. I'm like, dude, this is the joint right here. I'm about to do this. So, we get down there the day before Easter, it's the Saturday night. We're playing this game, it's a big table game. It was like 12 people at the table. And we go, people are starting to leave because we've been playing games, people are starting to get exhausted, people, you know. And I'm like, uh-oh, people are starting to leave. This is not good because I want to do this in front of her family. So her brother-in-law, I had to tell someone. I told no one up to this point, told no one. But I told one person and it was him. And it was only because I needed him to record when I was to do it. <laughs> so he's like, hey, Chaz, let's go refill our drinks. Wink, wink. So we went and we're like game plan. I'm like, dude, he's like, yeah, people are starting to leave. We got to do it now. So I'm like, say no more. I got it. And what's crazy, we never got around to playing heads up, which killed the whole plan. So what happened is that there was another game that she introduced that she wanted to try out that night. And I'm like, how am I gonna do this in her game? So long story short, this game was like a truth or dare type game, right? So because of the nature of the game, there's a truth or dare element. So I'm like, okay, okay, this can, I can, this can work. So I get my card and there were other questions that were similar to this where I'm actually able to hide my intention behind my turn this time. 
So I act like I'm looking at my card. She's sitting next, she's sitting to my right, you know, and some, and, you know, her uh, cousin is sitting to my left. So we look, I look at the card and I'm acting like I'm reading it and kind of like trying to memorize it. I'm like, okay, um, ask the person to your right to marry you. And so she's like, drink, because next to her is a girlfriend of hers. Drink, so she's, her attention is diverted that way to her right, knowing that it's a, you know, one of her friends. And when she turned back to her left, I was on my knee with the ring. Nobody at the table knew what was going on until I got on my knee. And as the crescendo of their anticipation and their excitement build, she saw what I was doing and she fell to pieces. So, I mean, I say all that, that story, it's emblazoned in my mind and I will never forget it. So yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. So fast forwarding, just to give you a little, you know, update as to how our new family dynamic is. She absolutely loves Gio. Gio loves her. They have a great time together. And also, Gio has new cousins down in Mississippi where he goes and fishes and goes to the creek and they play basketball and sports and stuff together. So it is it could not have been the most perfect scenario in the most unlikely way. So keep following our journey as we continue to be this new, modern, crazy family. And I'll see you guys next time. Have a wonderful day.